Welcome to Lemmy Works, brought to you by Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. This week's episode is a recording of a conversation produced by Tiffany Earle and Anelody Milne, the founders of Lemmy. We've done our best to enhance the audio of the 20-year-old conference call. While the sound may not be the best, the content is a classic. Today's call is about the scholarship ladders and initiative and submission. We hope that you've got a paper. This is, if, if you're a great audio learner, then that's fine. But today's call almost needs a map. <laughs> so, so get out your paper, get out your pencil. Uh, we're, we're excited. And some of our teachers actually teach this to their students in the apprentice scholar classes. So that's, uh, TJYC and the Pyramid Project teachers can teach this to their students as well, and the Five Pillar teachers teach this to the men and women that are in their class. Right. So if you are one of those teachers, especially TJYC and and um, um, the Five Pillar, please make sure you get out notes and take good notes today because um, this is going to be a good review for you to, before you have to teach it. Also, I'd like to just interject some experiences I've had uh, just recently. A couple, first of all, um, I have a wonderful, wonderful teacher here in our community who um, has been, well, she's, she's been involved with our school. She hasn't been to the Lemmy training, per se. She has been to the Commonwealth School training a couple of times. And she's been in five pillar tutorials. So she's had the scholarship ladders lecture at least three times. Well, I was teaching it again in the community um, this week, and she came again. <laughs> and I said, "My goodness, you 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 know you've been here, you've heard this several times. You know why are you here?" She said, "Because it got to sink in." She said, I heard it the first time and it just like zoomed over my head. She said, I heard it the second time and it finally got into my head. She said, I heard it the third time and I started really understanding it. She says, now I want to hear it the fourth time and I want it to get in my heart. So, um, I, and, and as she's getting her education, she's seeing all of these patterns and she's get, she's understanding why we say what we say. But it's, it's a process of figuring out. Recently, I just had a um, student, a, a young woman, call me and say, hey, I graduated from TJYC. I'm looking for, I'm in self-directed scholar. I'm looking for a mentor that I can meet with once a week and give me some coaching. And she said, would you be interested in doing that? And I said, yes. And so... She and I have been meeting, and uh, I gave her the first meeting we had. I said to her, okay, so what? can you tell me the names of the scholarship ladders? She looked at me in a blank stare. Um, I know them, but I don't know what they are. And I said, okay, let's, let's start there. Because the honest truth is, I cannot work with her unless she gets it about those four things because I have to help her in those four areas. Um, 
So we went to uh, the whole scholarship ladder thing, and, and I, I said, this year, my goal with you is to really work on those four, and the first one we're going to start with is, is, is vision. And we had this wonderful conversation about vision, and she started getting it and understanding it and starting to sink into her heart. I had a teacher a couple of years ago, ago call me and say, I have all these graduates from TGYC, and they don't get it. They don't under, They don't get the vision of who they are. They, as she said, I, I need to give them more. And I said, okay, you feel like you need to give them more, give them more. She says, but why isn't it working? And and as you know, she she was able to take her students to the next level and do a little bit more stuff with them and give them more. I will tell you right now, this is something that has to be reviewed constantly, has to constantly be referred back to. When I teach principles in the Key of Liberty, I always teach principles I'm going to build on. So when I take them to Sword of Freedom, I say, okay, do you remember we learned this in Key of Liberty? This is the principle. Now, this is how it applies here. Oh, we did learn that. Oh, they, you got to do the same thing with the scholarship ladders. When um, they're giving in TJYC and in um, and in um, Five Pillar, after you give the lecture, take every single opportunity you can to refer back to it. So if you're starting, uh, if they're going to do uh, in TJYC, if they're going to do re uh, reports on uh, one of the statements they've cho chosen. You might begin that day saying, and isn't it interesting, or don't you think that, or look carefully at, does this person have vision? Does this person have a sense of mission? Does this person, you know, always have take chances to bring it back to that so that they get in their heads, oh, this is what we're working on. This is what we have to have. Well, it's really amazing, Melody, because in, as an apprentice scholar student, the reason why our teachers learn this so well, not only to be able to apply it and teach it, but it's because it's time for an apprentice scholar student to know it. It right. gives them a tool and a framework to know sometimes where one of their roadblocks are. Right. It helps them pinpoint it, in fact. It does. I will tell you, I remember the first face-to-face -face with greatness seminar we went to, and I read Thomas Jefferson Education, and I went to that seminar and signed up for the second seminar. I loved it so much. We were at the second seminar, and Dr. Jamil said, okay, now we have all of you guys here. It was one of the very first that ever was made, done. He says, now we have all of you guys here who went to first, the first one, and we have all these people who are, have are now at the second one. He says, I will give a scholarship to anyone to the third one if you can right now name the four phases, so write down the four phases, the five environments, and the seven keys. There wasn't one of us in the room of those 50 people who could do it. Now, I could do it today. No, no problems at all. Wow. But I couldn't do it then. Right, right. 
I remember I remember one time I was asked to come down. <clears throat> I, I was going through Cedar City, and one of our teachers asked me if I would come in and be a guest speaker in her pyramid project class. And I went in, and, and I looked at the students, and I don't know, there were maybe uh, seven or eight students in the class. And I started with the scholarship letters, but with the initiative submission between. And because I wanted the students to be able to figure out where they were on this um, this swing. And and as I as I went through and taught it to them, they they knew the students intrinsically knew each one of them knew where they were. They all knew where they were along the line, right. and it it just opened up the world to them because they knew where they were headed. Right, gives them vision. Right. Okay, let's go ahead and start. Uh, it's funny because I I drew this out for myself this morning on my paper, and I thought I want to flip that upside down because I drew it a little bit differently than I than I had done before, and. I thought that really reminds me of hiking the switchback to Angel's Landing in Zion's National Park. <laughs> Did you do that too? Yes. I've done oh it three gosh. times. Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to tell you what I did on that hike. What'd you do? Lean over the edge of the top? <laughs> no. I have very bad character, just to let you know. Okay, don't tell me what you did then. <laughs> I was scared to death by the time I got to the top and. Sometimes that's what these feel like, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> but I drew these, and I'm like, if I flipped it upside down, it'd just be like those two miles of switchbacks, you know, boom, boom, going back and forth. But because there's a rhythm to this, here we have up at the top, I draw just a little circle that kind of holds the string that's a pendulum, okay? <laughs> and, the, and to the right of your paper, down maybe a half an inch, right, practice. We're gonna we're going to talk about practice apprentice self directed and mentored each one of them and what they each look like and the first thing is over to practice and this is the amazing thing if the environment is set up right for a practice scholar student remember they're moving let me give a little background here they they just moved from love of learning and that means love of learning was added to them. They didn't leave it. That in in these phases, what happens is things are added unto you, which means you continue doing what you were doing before, and something new is added to you, kind of like a music lesson, or kind of like learning the martial arts. It's it's that type of learning that you keep the thing you have, and more is added to you. So I'm going to go backwards for a second. In love of learning, they have learned to feel what joy is. They have learned that the pain of change is worth the result. And and they have felt joy. We we go through a series of questions, and, and this is part of it, but I'm going to add this to it. Um, they've learned what that feels like. And they, so a student hopefully is coming to you. Now, we know, we know the reality that some of your students literally are in hate of learning, okay? And the, hopefully the group environment and the freedom that you're speaking <coughs> with can change that and invite them to um, fall in love with learning and 
and fall in love with joy and learned to love to learn. Um, now, going backwards also, the students who have gone through a healthy core phase, how we know if a student has had healthy core phases, the question is, to whom have you made your allegiance? So all of the students in your class have made their allegiance to something or someone. And how that question is answered is whether or not they've had a healthy core. But let's take a student who's had a healthy core phase, and they Can have their... Can I interject something here? Yeah. Um, on that allegiance thing. In our in sort of freedom class, they have to write a paper on to whom is my allegiance. And um, once again, that's a chance to, okay, now you've answered this question, to constantly referring back to, okay, do you remember we talked about who is your allegiance to? That's right. You know what I'm, so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we have these students that have gone through core phase, they've gone through level learning phase. Now they're entering scholar phase, and at first they are a practice scholar. And in practice scholar, we now are focused on the scholarship ladders, on vision, mission, abilities, and skills, and helping them develop specific things in each category, specific skills like the skill of time management, <clears throat> the skill, the abilities of what, what's one of the abilities and melody that you feel is vital for practice scholar? Abilities? Yeah. I, well, the, the ability to understand languages, you know, the prose and the, and the poetry, being able to actually look at a document and say, I can read that, it's not a problem because it's just prose and we can make ourselves through it. I think a really important ability is the the desire to grow in their study hours. Right, right. Well, you want me to miss a couple more? No, no. In this phase, hopefully, a student has. If this is kind of what's nice is that forty to sixty hours of a student's time is not taken up. I would say maybe about 25 hours of their time is taken up in these scholar um, projects. And that leaves maybe, well, actually 15 hours sometimes. They have somewhere around an average of 20 hours of time for them to choose what to do with. Yeah. And when that happens, their initiative is tested. Um, is that, can I ahead. add in here? Um, let me just, let me just tell you, when a, a young person is in in a level of learning phase, you will notice, if they're doing level learning really well, you will notice that when they're around 11, they'll start coming to you and saying, Mom, can you give me some assignments? Can you give me some direction? Maybe I shouldn't say 11, but let's say just at the end of that. They're starting to ask for some submission. That's when you'll start really seeing some growth in them because they want to submit to you. So, so they're kind of on that initial submission side of the swing when they come and, into practice scholar. Right, and they keep that. They keep that level of submitting for, for that amount of time, and at the same time, Hopefully, the student has some 
some expected study hours, but it's not slated what they're studying. They can still carry over their own initiative and it's tested and you know that's why that's why practice scholar looks like failure. It it just does because on some days they do awesome and on other days it, they don't. Right. And because and they, they came in they came into practice scholar with a little bit of that feeling of submission. But now they've got to test their initiative so they're gonna swing over and you're giving them enough structure now that they can really test whether or not they have what it takes inside of them to work hard. Work hard. <laughs> yeah. And what's nice is over the course of, of the year, they have more on days than off days. And because their skills are growing and their abilities are growing and everything, when they move back over into apprentice now, they move over into apprentice, um, all of a sudden a lot more of their time is taken by, because one of the things that's, the, that's growing here is, the, it, it's amazing because as you are moving to the bottleneck of scholar phase, which is apprentice scholar, they are learning skills, their rate of growth is huge, and they're learning skills so quickly and and they're working so hard, and they have to put so much time in, their submission is tested. Yeah, their submission is tested because sometimes, you know, what I'm, I'm realizing in this practice scholar uh, level, we're asking them questions about themselves, really. We're, 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 let it, we're saying to them, go to your heart and tell us what you feel. Tell us what you're, you know, you're thinking inside your head. And whatever you say is so okay with us. And so it just comes out of their hearts and their head and it's all it really it's all about them so so they really don't have to submit to anything else uh, that that might be um, testing them but we take them over we swing them back over from the practice scholar into the apprentice scholar you know in a couple of years and it's a slow swing I think I think they start moving into it I can see my daughter Lacey Starting to get ready to feel like she can she can start submitting. So we take them over to apprentice scholar, and like you said, if the environment is right, we ask them the question: Okay, this isn't about you anymore. Could you define virtue for me, and write a two to three page paper on that? This isn't about you. This is about some. This is about virtue. Tell me about it. What is it? And then. Tell me if this person in history had it. So And then prove it to me. And then prove it to me. <laughs> so now they're having to say, oh, this isn't about me anymore, huh? Well, I'm not so sure I want to do that. It's not, my, it's not about me. It's about somebody else. It's about something out there. Right? Yeah. So it's and starting to feel more like, mm, I feel a lot of yeah. In the practice scholar classes, we make Shakespeare. You know, Shakespeare. When you get into Shakespeare through immersion, um, and it's not about the person, then it doesn't mean anything. And so, at the level of the practice scholar student, everything is related to the person. It links to them. Yeah. They're learning about themselves through Shakespeare. And same with Cave Liberty. They are learning so much about themselves in the history of their country. They're, right. they're focused on family, self, and country. 
and it it all connects back to themselves. And then in Apprentice, it gets bigger. The world gets bigger. And it all ends up tying tying into home, but for a time, it's an exercise outside of just how an easy way to relate it to themselves. It's not totally easy for someone to relate Gandhi to themselves. Right. So let's go back to that concept of you said it's sort of it's all about family, God, country, self. I added God there, sorry. Um, and the relationships. Um, and then and then you said it happens in the home. Um, the reason why the practice scholar classes have to have so much support in the home or in, in, in the family is because that's what it's about. It's about them and their environment and their relationship with their families. Okay? But, but as they start to swing to more submission, you will discover, you will find that they're coming into this submission and they will start needing outside mentors more because they want someone to hold their, their thumbs to the fire. And and mom and dad just aren't quite it yet. I mean, they're they're they they not that they've outgrown you as mentors, but they well. Need, and, a, and apprentice scholars really still have mom and dad a ton. It's, yes, it's they some do. direct that they get the outside. The parents are vital in the parent mentoring through apprentice. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But that yeah. you start to introduce more of those outside. You know, they get a writing mentor. The writing mentor, yep. It's the writing mentor that's introduced. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and, and, you know, up until then, mom and dad have been the writing mentors. Yeah. And yeah. some people continue to um, choose to be mentors to their children during the apprentice scholar phase, which is perfectly fine. You just have to learn that the relationship between you and your child is going to change. Because you really have to their thumbs to the fire. This is when we're asking them to submit to a due date. This is due on this day. Make it happen or die. And, a lot and of the math coach is also introduced. That's right, math coach. And a lot of times what happens is the student won't feel real serious about those due dates if the parents remain their writing mentors or the math coaches. That if they if they are um, exposed to an outside mentor, they'll feel more serious about that relationship. Okay, it's nice for parents to be able to have another mentor that's a second witness. That's exactly right. It just helps so much. I'm right. very, it, it just is nice to it's engage that. Showing them one more level of submission on that other side. Yeah. At a kind of Yeah, as a student grows in in. At the practice scholar level, when their initiative is tested and then they move and their submission is tested, then the pendulum swings over to self-directed um, scholar. And once again, they take the level of initiative now that has been developed and the level of submission that has been developed, and their time, a certain amount of their time is freed up, and they have a certain level. I just call this entry level. This is... This just is entry level because they they can read um, anything. They can write persuasively in several forms. They have a vision of the world, a basic understanding. 
they know they have a unique mission in this life, and this is entry level, and they get a certain amount of time in self-directed to then show initiative in areas that they care about. Because when they move into mentored, um, I know of so many students who move into mentored scholar phase who did who were gypped their self-directed phase where they got to test themselves, their their skills ability. It, it's the the field experience, okay? This is actually the, the making making something of themselves. It is, and it gives them field experience because they get to go out and it caps off all of just the classroom experience now. And this they is the find most scary thing because parents get to this place and they're around 15, 16 years old and parents think, oh, they've got to get ready for college. Okay. So I got to make sure that they have that opportunity to do that. So we got to make sure that they have something that's going to get them there. Okay. All Sometimes right, so, the parent will step in and take all the initiative. Yeah. The parent wants to take over, but the student has to face that black hole. They have to face it. And I promise you, if you let them face that black hole on their own, with you at their side, I promise that they will jump into the black hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the, the funny thing is that it is a together thing. But if you're, if you are consistently holding that weekly parent mentor meeting, they, they have dreams, they have wishes, they have wants, they just, all the time they were in apprentice, they're like, man, I wish I had more time for this, or I wish I had more time for that, or I have the desire to go here, I have the desire to do that, I have the desire to work with this person, all of a sudden they're over here, and now the parent has logged some of these huge desires, the student knows them, and they dialogue it. They say, you remember that trip to D.C. you wanted to take? Yeah. Hey, now would be a great time. Oh, are you serious? Well, yeah. sure. Well, what would I, oh, my gosh, I'd need $2,000. Yeah, you would. What are you <laughs> going to do about it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Or, or they say, you know that uh, music teacher that you had to have to go all the way to to this far to, to take those those lessons that you want because you want to get better at the harp and the teacher lives this far away. Well, now's the time. You can drive a day and take those lessons and you, you've been wanting this for a long time. Yeah. Um, I remember my daughter Tatiana at this age and um, I tell the story to, to a lot of people of when how she <clears throat> got her mentor who taught her how to be a lobbyist and the whole all the ropes at the Capitol and I remember the conversation we had right before that happened. Tatiana said, I want to get more involved at the Capitol. I want to, I want to understand the system and how it works better, Mom. And I said, well, then we probably need to find a mentor. And within two weeks, a mentor just dropped into our laps. I'll tell you right now that... That is the law of mentoring that when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and the student's responsibility is to have eyes to see the mentor. It, right. It happens. And, and the parents are a second witness to that. Yes, they are. A mentor for you. They are. I mean, this is a, this is a normal conversation at that age where if you've got students in this category. They say things like, or you remind them of, 
it, they're like, you know, I sort of wanted to go for the now. You know, it would really help us if I had a scholarship to, if they were going to Georgia's college, I sort of want to go for the Ondow character, um, prize. And, and you look at him and you're like, do you know what that means? <laughs> do you know what that means? That means, and you're like racking your brain going, oh my gosh, we've got to get cultural literacy. You're going to have to memorize that entire book. You're going to have to blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, what plan do you have? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, but you, you build on the, their innate personal desires. And, but going back to, if there is a student who, who skips self-directed and goes into mentor, they fight for a year. They fight it because mm-hmm. there's something inside of them that didn't get to fly first. That's true. That's true. And some of them even stop and go fly and then come back. Or not come back at all. Right, right. Yeah. They but, have but to it, have a chance to to test out their wings. And, and I feel like it's the story of the butterfly in the cocoon, you know, the butterfly really trying to break out at this at at this level, really trying to um, to to test its wings. And if you if you as a parent or as a mentor even, you know, help that butterfly open up the cocoon, and so that it can get out and and take charge because you're so afraid they're going to fail and not do it. The butterfly, the, the wings aren't going to be strong enough. Yeah. They're just not going to be strong enough for that butterfly to, to fly. And that butterfly is either going to flounder, 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 or they're going to go back into the cocoon and try it again. Yeah. We're interrupting this broadcast to remind you to share and subscribe. Also, be sure and check out our website at lemmymentortraining.com. Well, what's so nice is they have had so much freedom and have tested their initiative and have realized a lot about themselves and used everything they've learned, okay? They've developed, say, Gobi-Doo. Now, this is why it's so important. Let's go back for just a specific case here. As an apprentice scholar, one of the vital abilities that we focus on and we inspire the student to develop is the, say, Gobi-Doo ability, to actually act when the thought comes. Now, is there any way to do self-directed scholar if you have not focused and developed the ability to act? Can you? You can't. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. It It literally, self-directed literally tests all of your skills. It tests the abilities. If if you haven't chosen to be a homesteader and you're a squatter, you want to know what self-directed looks like? It looks like video games all day long. Right. <laughs> and do you know, Tiffany, um, I, I have had, you know, four, three children go through this, and I, I consider myself a really good mentor, okay? I'm a good mentor. I, I have a great education. I, I even talked to Dr. DeMille, and he says, you know, you don't have to pass your children on to somebody else, and you, you, you can do this. You're, you're one of my finest. And I went home and it just didn't feel right because I realized that self-directed scholar, I am not my children's liberal arts mentor. I never have been. 
I'm still their parent mentor, and I will tell you, my still my children. You know, my son is in Idaho at a wonderful private school, being mentored by an amazing, amazing family there, and um, I'm so happy that he's having this chance to do this. It is self-directed. He chose it. He wanted it. He chose the mentor. He chose everything, and um, he's there. You know, this teacher is his liberal arts teacher right now, and every twice a week. My son calls in and says, Mom, this is what I'm doing. And I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? And, you know, if, do you think I have time for this? And he still knows that mom and dad are their parent, his parent mentors. Yeah. And he's, and he, and because we've developed that relationship with him, but we are no longer his liberal arts mentor. Now, that may not be the case for everybody, but it has been my experience that the student really has to open their eyes to who can be their mentor that they choose to submit to. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the switchover. In, now, here's the funny thing. In, don't think, don't get the misconception that in self-directed, it means that every day they have 12 hours to do what they want. Because as soon as they've chosen and submitted to a program in self-directed, whether it's a, a music mentor or whether it is a liberal arts mentor or whether it is a mentor up on the Capitol, as soon as they have chosen and submitted, oh, man, are they booked yeah. and busy. Yeah. It takes but it's just because of their initiative. Now, let me tell you, this is usually when most of, most of my students get a job in the self-directed. Because they're being self-directed and they choose to submit to the workplace. Right. And There's a lot to be learned there. There is. And I, I think it's very interesting. I have a student right now uh, that I'm mentoring with. She's in self-directed. And um, I said, okay, I need to see your schedule. I need to see your time. And she's mapped it out. And she says, I work this, I work this. Okay. I said, okay, so you're choosing to submit to work on these three days. She looked at me and she said, Oh, so I'm choosing to give up 20 hours of my week to work. Oh, I see. I get it. So it's only going to leave me X amount of hours to get my education. Okay, I see now why I have to study on Saturdays all day long. Or why I want to study on Saturdays all day long. Right. And why I need to if if this goal over here is what I really care about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then a, then a person moves into mentored scholar phase, and, and this here tests a student's submission. Once again. Once again. I mean, of course, it's added to. You never stop testing either. Right. But... There is a certain level. I mean, mentorship last four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It can last a while. Usually, when you're in the self-directed, you're choosing a mentor who actually is is teaching you things you want them to teach you. You know, you're going to say to them, "Well, I want to enter your music program because it's your it's this program, this music that I want in my life." Or I'm going to submit to you as a liberal arts mentor, but let me tell you what I want to learn. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes 
Well, it, it doesn't always look like that. If, if they choose a liberal arts mentor here, then they're still uh, giving them a base. But in Mentor Scholar, what it is, is a liberal arts mentor. Yeah. And they are going through all of the liberal arts. Right. And they may not have a strong taste for some of them. Right. And they're, right. they're literally submitting to the broad liberal arts. Literally. That's what they're submitting to. That is what they're submitting to. And usually liberal arts mentors are found in a system at a college. They're not yes. necessarily submitting to that one mentor. They're submitting to the liberal arts. That's right. They're submitting to, to the system of gaining their liberal arts education and studying the things of the mind in all the fields because then what happens is they know that their mission or they discover that their personal unique gifts lie in a couple of those fields that and they've got a space, so there's crossover, but now in depth to test their initiative, and they go so deep. This is my personal opinion about a master's degree. My personal opinion about um, a master's degree, a real one, not necessarily the kind that we can, the piece of paper we can get at every single college um, across America, but someone who truly has a master's, has become a master in a specific area and has something to contribute to the world now. In that something area. New, in that area, something new to contribute because of its, its linking and crossover to the other areas. If someone has a master's degree that didn't get their broad liberal arts, what they can actually offer the world will be a regurgitation of somebody with a PhD. It won't be new. But if they've had a level of education in the other fields, then their master's degree will show they have something new to give the world. They have a form they want to give the world. They have something. They have a mission. They have a cause. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. You know, um, one of the the abilities in apprentice scholar, or sorry, uh, the 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 mission in apprentice scholar is to get them to a place where they can see that they have something unique to offer the world. Through, through um, exposing them to all of this broad um, knowledge of greatness, which that that sense of mission, I have something unique to offer the world, is what will swing them over to self-directed, and and then they can start focusing on themselves again. Swinging. Because they know they've got a lot to learn. Right. They've mm -hmm. had enough of the testing environment that they're extremely humbled. <laughs> right. And, with, and then swinging them, uh, that, uh, once they start testing them out, that's when they realize, oh, my gosh, I don't have every, all, everything I need. That swings them back over to, I need to submit to this because I've got to have this broad base, which then swings them back over to, oh, my gosh, I have this broad base and I know exactly where I fit in the world to that depth part. So if you look at the practice scholar, the self-directed scholar, and the depth phase, you can see that those three are more about their individual mission. And it tests their specific initiative. It's more about them a little bit. It's more and about then, them. Yeah, and it tests their initiative. And you swing over kind of to the middle now, and a person is ready for mission mentors and for for actually doing. It's, it's, you're still learning. 
tons and tons and tons of learning, but now it's doing, 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 doing with a lot of other great people who are doing it with you. And here's the, I was thinking about this and thinking about this, and I thought, okay, do the classics support this? Does, does it, I, this is the pattern we've seen, the pattern we know works. Um, do the classics support this? Are there, who, you know, what people support this? Can I find it in, in how it works with, with how a person develops, the great people? And literally, the, the one that, that I went to immediately was in the Bible. And I could see immediately these words for initiative. And that was, send me. Those are the trigger words that we must learn. Send send me, I have something to offer. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I can do this. Yeah. And then for submission, what I saw was, were the words, thy will be done. And we could take a look at our life and see when we have made the choice, send me. I'll do it. I can, I can do this. This is some place that I can go. I have a desire to make a difference right there. And I have enough love in me that I'll do it. And just ask yourself for a minute in your life when you have had to use those words. Send me. I met a family down here where I live in Monticello who for, he's a, he's a, I don't know the terminology exactly. He's some kind of a priest for his religion. And um, he asked to be sent over to Mongolia. His wife and his children, they went there. They lived there for three years. It, it was the, the initiative, send me. I mean, it's real. This I, I don't know. It, it's real. Those words are real. They're real in the business world where you say, I'm going to put myself in between this and this, and I'm going to be the bridge, or I'm going to be the catalyst to make this happen, or I'm willing to do everything I have to follow this call. And it's send me. And then at the same time, there is a place in there that we say, in our life where we have said, thy will be done where that thought has been communicated from the heavens, it's not at all necessarily what it is we wanted to do. But we know inside somehow that it is the right thing to do. And we say, thy will be done. I can see that this needs to happen. And I can see that I need to submit I will be done. And it may be not it may be not necessarily something I really want to do or think that I can do. But I will submit. Yeah. What I what I like to see, Tiffany, is just the thought, the idea in my mind, you know, um, first of all, I remember having a conversation with um Rachel DeMille and um we were t- discussing a little bit about different personalities and, pe- and and the way the people are so different. And, you know, you've got a kid who just 
seems to be able to go through these phases without a problem. They just do it. They just make it happen. It just, it just is so natural and it's so fluid for them. It's just so fluid. And then you get a student who, a child who's just so rigid that the fluidity of this kind of education is so scary for them. You know, they, they want to stay, they want to either stay on just give me the structure, don't give me anything else it's just too scary for it to be fluid. Or just let me have my own my own will and don't don't ask me to to submit to anybody else. It's too scary for me. You see what I'm saying, Tiff? Yeah. Yeah. And we were having this conversation and she said, It's so important for us as mentors to understand the fluidity of life, to understand the child we're working with and allow them the opportunity to feel the, the, the fluidity of life through our example. Us take the path first. Okay, so say I'm a very rigid person and I'm stuck in, which many of us are actually very rigid people, <laughs> and we're either stuck on just give me the system and show me how to do it or um, just you know, let me have my own will. I want to do it this way, and it's going to happen this way, and nobody's going to tell me how to do it. It's so important for us to embark on the journey of swinging and feeling the swing. Okay, now, right now, I am, I am in submission. I'm going to submit to that really hard work. I'm just going to do it. Do, do you remember Tiffany when I was? There. Do you remember? <laughs> I know. I know. It's like a nightmare to me. It's like a nightmare because I mean, no, your okay. words were great. Your words were great. I don't want this. I hate this. But dang, you were good at it. Oh my gosh! If every student could be like you, it would be awesome. Do you remember the day I, don't, I sat? I don't care what your words were. <laughs> the day I sat in your living room, and Oliver and Rachel and you and I were sitting around talking about. The um, the mentoring the the seminar, seminar we were giving on scholarship yeah. 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 yeah and you just broke down in tears <laughs> I'm so embarrassed you did you just sat there and sobbed and sobbed it was beautiful it was good and I know and, and that's what it looks like and, and if our kids see it they won't be afraid of it and Rachel looked at me and she said would you like to share your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I was just so embarrassed. And I am, you know, in this room of really great people who've taken the walk. They know how it feels. And, you know, I'm just this baby. And I said, I have to become a scholar and I don't want to. I had to submit. Yeah, that was the day that I walked onto that path of submission. That apprentice scholar, you know how you call it, that bottleneck, squeezing through the bottleneck. Yeah, yeah. And I, and well, I really actually fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with that feeling of, yeah, this feels good to submit to you. This feels good to, to be exposed to things I never knew existed. Well, and in, in the bigger path of life, there are so many, um, wherever we are, so there are times to submit and times to have initiative. And if we can start seeing the patterns and sometimes realize where we are, we can get on with life quicker. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, I'll tell you, this summer, oh, we moved 
and it, we moved to a place that had no rentals. And um, our opportunity to buy something had to wait till our home sold. So we bought a motor home to stay in while a rental opened up. Well, the first two weeks that I was in this motor home, seven of us in a motor home um, camping with all of our belongings in a huge U-Haul that my husband had bought because we knew we couldn't move in anywhere yet. And um, I just, I thought it. I absolutely would not submit. I was going nuts. I didn't know what way was up, what way was down. And um, I kept trying to breathe and tell myself, I'm, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Finally, it dawned on me that I couldn't have my normal bearings, which is to see the future. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, you know me really well. I could not. I know you really well. Yes. I could not. I mean, I, I create everything spiritually. I create the next day in my mind. I know what we're eating for breakfast. I know what we're doing. I have these hooks. I know what it looks like. Well, I could not see our schedule. I couldn't see my house. I knew school was starting in a month. I could not see anything. And I finally had to submit. I finally had to say, Die will be done. This is the way that it is. I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm in the right place. I know there are no houses available for me. And every day I was looking. And I finally had to just say, Thy will be done. And all of a sudden, it, all the pain just left. Because I said, okay, I won't be able to see. I can't see. So I'm going to have to live with not seeing. I'm just going to have to take it one day at a time. Wow. One day, because I didn't know what tomorrow was. And so then for the next month and a half, six weeks, lived like that. Where, But I wasn't, I didn't have all the anxiety that I had in the first two weeks. Because I've only said, I will be done. And um, it does have a happy ending. And even if I was still in that space, it would still be a happy ending. Um, even though it wasn't ended yet. But. A house opened up for us this week, and, and we're in a house now. And I can see, and it makes me very happy. So, so <laughs> thing, Tiffany, is this, this is what I, I like to see. I, I kind of envision my mind, you know, that swing from initiative to submission, from initiative right. to submission, from initiative to submission. And all of a sudden, you see this fluid, fluid thing moving back and forth in your life. So that when you come to places like what you were in, you can see that thy will be done and it's going to bring a lot more pain are really the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's just right there and fluid, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, today is tomorrow. This is a thy will be done day or, or time season in my life. Right. And, and because I, because I understand it's about send me, thy will be done, they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, let's let's open up for some. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. For those of for those people who have to uh, give this lecture, I just want to do some reviewing. Do you mind, Tiffany? I'm going to go no. really fast through it. You you are great, and there is another conference call that I've been invited to participate on, and so I'm going to let you take it from here. Okay. okay. Are you going to leave us? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow, it's nine o'clock already. Wow. It's 
few minutes to nine o'clock. But yes, okay. review the, okay. the things on the. Okay, the yeah. vision, mission, availability, and skills for a practice scholar. Remember the ladders. If you want to go ahead and um, draw yourself your little map of what your rungs of the ladders are looking like in this level. Vision. Is we are getting a vision. They're getting an overall vision of country, self, God, and family. Mission. They're getting a sense that they have a duty to that vision, abilities. They're developing competence, personal competence. Remember, because they're, they're in this initiative stage, so they're testing their competence. They're testing their ability to choose between um, going to watch watch TV and actually sitting down to to have the attention span to read a book that that's been assigned to them. They're increasing that attention span through their initiative. They're growing in their study hours. They're going from um, you know, they may have been playing around with love of learning for 10 hours a day. I, I don't know. But most students at the, um, in the love of learning are really only probably doing some good study hours two or three times a day, or three, three hours a day. But this level, we want them, we are going to ask them to go to five to eight hours a day. Okay. So they're growing in their study hours. And they're being exposed to different kinds of language, the poetry of Shakespeare, the prose of the documents, language that they're not, they are not used to. Okay, the skills. They're working on memorization skills. They're working on community skills, how to get along with each other. They're, they're learning, they're working on time management skills. How do I do the structured time, not content, and make it work workable in my life? That's when parents are so, so important. And I let me just interject here. Um, the success of your class depends vitally on the training of your parents. If your parents aren't trained, you're not going to have very as much success. It, you need to be spending time mentoring them. One of the things that we learned at the, the, the uh, Commonwealth School training was the importance of the head mentor and um, how the school is not going to go in a, in a great upwardly fashion without a great mentor who is the head mentor or the principal mentor. Um, that doesn't mean that the, that principal mentor is the person who directs the school, but it does mean that your school has a principal mentor, and that principal mentor's responsibility is going to make sure the parents understand where you're trying to go in your school. Um, this is one of the reasons why I travel out to the field. If you want me to come out there, I still have some openings in November to train parents, to, to, tell, to show them um, how to become great mentors in, in this kind of education, um, getting them through this submission, initiative, submission, initiative 
fluidity of life. Okay, another skill is they come to a new level of having to choose between good and bad. Okay, Prentice Scholar, the vision. The vision is the community. You gotta get a vision of who the people are they're gonna be working with. They gotta get a vision of forms, systems that are working and that are broken, and what they're going to apply, uh, what kind of energy they're going to give systems and what systems or forms they're going to ally themselves with. This is really when they can start choosing if they get to see the, the form of the Thomas Jefferson education, which is very, very different from the form of, of public schooling, this is when they can, can decide, am I going to take this path? Because these are two different forms. They get a lecture in TJYC that will help them choose that road, which road they want to be on. Um, they're getting the vision of what it is to be a statesman. Their mission is they, they want to get to a place where they can see through the study of other people's lives, through the study of what other people have thought, through the study of learning how to use logic and reason, how to use, how to understand revelation um, or inspiration, that they have something unique to offer to the world. The abilities they're working on is the characteristics of the statesman. Those are abilities, virtue, wisdom, diplomacy. Those are the abilities. Diplomacy is a huge one for kids at this age because they really have to learn how to hold their tongue and say things correctly so that they don't offend their friends. The ability of, of homesteader versus squatter. The ability of the six keys of personal influence. The ability of, of having faith in prayer that it works when nothing else seems to, or having, or, or learning the, the abilities of service. <clears throat> um, and, and, and realizing that their example is so important and the ability of the written and oral persuasion. <clears throat> and when and the abilities of art and music. Okay. Um say go we do is ability and ability at this level that they're really starting to get an understanding of. This is when their brain is starting to wrap around, oh, if I have an inspiration, I go and I act upon it, if it's changing me, then I can do something with it. Okay. Skills. They're, they really are testing their skill of submission along with their skill of initiative that they've brought with them from practice scholar. They're, they're developing their skills of, to, self, to inspire themselves because they're doing some things that really aren't that exciting to do sometimes. That they're, that, that are difficult. So things they wouldn't choose necessarily on their own. And they gotta stay inspired. How do they do that? The skills of reading, writing, thinking, speaking, computing at a higher, much higher level. Reading like a lawyer, writing like an author, thinking like a, a philosopher, speaking like an orator, computing like a mathematician. And the skills of leading out. 
this is what I know, this is what I understand, and this is, and I'm going to make something with it. It goes along with that say go be do. It's a skill of say go be of the ability say say go be do. Okay. Self-directed vision. The the classics have changed them, and they now understand that they can have an impact on the world, and the relationships that they've developed in their lives are are forever lasting because it is what has created them. Um, mission. They begin to feel a pull into to one area. They start focusing again on their what what it is that they were uniquely created for. And they start personalizing that. Start finding mentors who can personalize that for them. And abilities. They develop interdependent relationships so that they don't have to be always the one doing everything, but that they can support other people. They don't always have to be the one sitting back doing nothing and just being the support, but that they can be both. They can be interdependent with relationships. Um, they can choose between, they, they start choosing between the goods at this place. They have two good choices and they need to know what the right good is. And again, they're working on that, keeping themselves inspired, keeping themselves inspired, keeping themselves inspired. <clears throat> the skills. Managing others, more of the deeper social skills of, and we actually have a conference call, a couple conference calls that uh, we will teach. One is the um, five levels of communication, which is really, really important for their social skills, your social skills. And we may teach the one on social intelligence. Uh, we haven't decided yet. Um, they're working on the skills of finding mentors that will help them because they were going to have to find mentors for the rest of their lives. It's a good time for them to have the direction of their parents and helping them find mentors and the skills of ambition. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Just as in every Lemmy training, we hope you walk away uplifted and inspired, but also empowered to be a better mentor for your family and your community. Please be sure to subscribe and share. We also want to express our gratitude to all the Lemmy mentors, past and present. You got this. You can do hard things.